Really should have put <clears throat> some cover up under my eyes. All right. One take one. I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable in my space. What do you mean? You've been trying to sleep with me all afternoon. Oh my God, you're a gaslighting maniac. Are you kidding me right now? I will leak the text messages. I've called the police five times. No. Yes. There's no texts. There are texts. What are you doing? Well, this is starting to bother me. You're right. I'm too dressed up. Yeah. Ryland Adams has been trying to forcefully make a baby with me oh, all please. day. Oh, please. All day. Lizzie at lunch asked me what... Let me see if we're like lit and framed, okay? Oh, it's lit, baby. Oh, no. It's frozen. Oh, no. Wake up. Wake up. Why isn't it moving? Because you have bad internet here. No, I don't. Yeah, you I do. Oh, now this is about my internet too? Listen, we need to introduce the show because you've gone way off okay. the rails. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Sip. I'm Ryland Adams, the most fabulous, of course, joined by... Lizzie Gordon. Who's okay. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. <laughs> you... I'm beefing. I'm beefing out. How could you be beefing out? We just had a lovely fucking lunch date together. Until we got home. What happened when we got home? I don't even know what you're talking about. You're demanding toilet paper. I, okay, that's crazy. <laughs> first of all, first of all, if anyone has beef, it's me. I wasn't allowed to sleep in the guest bed. The one what? That, listen. I We've hashed this out and no, you know you the like, reasoning. Because Jared's going to sleep in it. No, because And J we don't want you to ruin the sheets for Jared. I get here. Bed's not even made. Shane's friend slept in it. <laughs> There's no toilet paper. What's going on? I know. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> my dress is unpressed. And then you tried to sleep with me. No, I'm. I'm going to leak the text. No, you're not. Yeah, and don't threaten me. I will. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah, and I have the pudding. No, we were just talking at lunch because Lizzie asked for a baby update. Yes. And I had said, hmm. Because there's there's a lot to the process, and once you finish the process, you have to go through legal because you have to make sure that the child is legally yours right once whatever and so like we've finished legal with the donor but i hadn't seen when ivs ivf was starting and then I thought, well, I recently did talk to somebody who talked about um their parents having um sleep you know like two women two women wanted a baby so they slept one of them slept with a man to impregnate while, herself while the other woman was there as They're well gay. it was strictly to get pregnant yeah it wasn't anything else it's mm -hmm. just like like the whole process that we're doing is a lot yeah. like it's a lot of steps there's a lot like even the health checks are three months long it's yeah. like everything in the world so then i just thought why don't we just get you pregnant lizzie yeah it's just not shane will walk <laughs> That's definitely not happening. Just, Joe can be involved. Well, no, none of us want to be involved with it. <laughs> no one wants to be involved. She used to want to sleep with me. Yeah, well, that was before you denied me for a decade, and here we are. Oh, wow. Yeah. What have you had my baby back then? Probably. Probably. No, no, probably not. I don't even know if I'm having my own babies. What? Yes, you are. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Like, I don't know if I'm birthing them. Oh, you might explore a surrogate yourself. Yeah. If I get super rich in the next 25 minutes. Okay. I think I'll it's controversial for like, uh, whatever. Who cares? Is it? I don't know. Yeah. I like people get mad when celebrities have babies via surrogate. If there isn't a underlying health reason. Is this like people getting mad at me for getting my dog from a breeder? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Did that statement get me canceled? I don't know. Okay. I don't look far into those kinds I'm of things. Scared. I don't think we should talk about you it. You just brought it up again. Well, I was You're honestly. Digging. Well, that's the thing you got to keep in mind. I have been up since fucking five ten. Oh, in the so let her say horrible thing. I'm not saying that was horrible, but this doesn't yeah. excuse the whole no. podcast if you say horrible I things. Guess that's true. I guess that's true. I suppose you know better than me. So you have a lot of things going on. Me? First of all, I think we should bring an update to last an week's update episode. To last week's episode. Okay. So last week when I discussed my disgust, disgusted, when I just, when, <laughs> when I, you were disgusted, when about- I disgusted the human race and everybody lost hope in me. What? Oh, when you disgusted the yeah. human race and everyone lost hope in me. Okay. Um, disgusted. So when I fainted at lunch with that girl and I was super caffeinated, I forgot to mention that after that lunch, I emailed everybody I've ever met <laughs> because you're trying to get jobs. She's desperately. Yeah. I, and I'm saying desperately lovingly. No, because it's I don't think the sadness came across in the podcast as it did at lunch afterwards. Oh, I'm mortified. When you were at the brink of tears. Yeah. Which, no, I'm, I'm not laughing because I'm just, <laughs> I've been just as desperate. Listen, nothing has really worked for me either outside of self-creation. Yeah, like, same. all of this is self-producing, yeah. self-putting on, self-promoting. It's like nobody ever wants to hire me for the job. Same. So, well, that's not true. Like, I've had jobs. Like, I've been hired for jobs. But can't relate. I mean, I had clever, but even there, I got. No, I'm, I'm talking about educational TV, and it's like the boss is my husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm good at it, goddammit. Um. Anyways, after that, I spiraled and emailed 50 million people, but I was so caffeinated that like I was accidentally emailing people that weren't the people I was trying to reach, and I was trying to reach a woman whose name is, we'll say, Stephanie, but I. And I, in my mind, I rewrote that her name was Claire. Mm. So I emailed a woman named Claire who was not who I was trying to email, but it's so fucking specific that it's like hella weird that I would send the email. So the first thing I said to her was, hi, Claire, I hope you had the best vacay at the music festival. I loved the looks on Insta. (laughs) I wanted to follow up with you about what we had talked about previously. And I was just like, give me, give me, give me. You know what I mean? And then I finally like, five minutes after i hit send on the email realized oh, i didn't mean to send claire you did the follow-up i meant to email stephanie because it's always the the conundrum is do i follow it up and yeah. say like i'm sorry and be desperate oh, in the I second was, email i was so caffeinated hi <laughs> <laughs> hi claire I'm sorry this is for a different Claire but I'm kind of glad I accidentally pinged you it's been too long I hope you're doing well and I would love to catch up with you want to get coffee so the whole email wasn't for her the whole email wasn't for her (laughs) but she emailed me back this is the one email you got back this is the one email I got back I sent like 75 last week I've heard from one of them and it was the one that you didn't intend to email but it's technically the best one I enjoy this woman a lot come here Ray Ray um yeah come here the other follow-up was you wanting me to say the correction for my cover letter where I say 187 followers. Oh, yeah. My friend was like... Your friend that called you out on it. Like My friend sh- who pointed it out. Highlighting the mistake. Yeah, he said, maybe people will think you're being darkly funny. Hmm. Not the case, Not especially the case. with podcasts. And they don't it's know like me. Podca- the po- world of podcasting, everyone has a podcast. Everyone's yeah. like, I have a podcast. Well, that's why I'm, always- I'm a big deal. I have a podcast. That's why I'm always qualifying our following. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Lizzie got a haircut. Finally, someone I, says something. We sat down to lunch. Well, I wasn't looking at you head on, looking mm-hmm. at you from the mm-hmm. side like this. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't as soon as she sat directly in front of me, I go, Oh my gosh, you didn't talk about your new haircut on the podcast. And she immediately, like she had been holding it in for a month, goes, You didn't talk about my new hair on the podcast. <laughs> 
I'm going through some things. I'm an emotional young woman right now. Is it now. my responsibility to acknowledge your haircut? Yes. I think sometimes <laughs> it's imperative that those who are surrounded by others do unto themselves as they would unto their... You didn't mention my haircut. Did you get a haircut? Yes. I was literally staring at you saying it's hard to take in what you're saying because you're so handsome. You did say that. And I said your hair looks great. Mm. I didn't know it was cut, but it's like you keep it trimmed. You know, it's Thanks. not like a noticeable... She's... If it was shaggy, I'd be like, you're a mess. But it's like your standard is a trim. I'm just shocked because like you would normally scream these things from the rooftop. You kept your hair chop a secret. I do feel like I texted you about it, though. <laughs> you texted me, say. but I feel like you haven't gone worldwide. <laughs> no, I haven't told anyone about it worldwide. I've been busy, girl. <laughs> and because it was a pretty big chop. Yeah, I cut all of it off. So underwhelming. Do you not like it? No, I like it a lot. Okay. I went to my favorite girl, Margie. Okay, Marge. Morgan goes to her too. Really? Well, she went one time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Well, did you want to get sad? Get sad, <laughs> Rylan. We've been sad. Where have you been? It's silly. Um. Yeah, I've decided I'm gonna clean up my house and get my life together. Stop sleeping on the couch. Sleep in my bedroom again. Reclaim my space. Are you sleeping on the couch? Yes. You are? Yeah. I'm. That wasn't a look of disdain. It was a look of um, confusion because Joe stays up later. than uh, What the? It's a fly. I know. What does he think he can do in here? Well, he's definitely not getting paid for this spot. Cameo? Yeah. Not today. What is this? The fucking presidential debates? Zing. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? You see, it's a timely joke because we're a timely podcast. Oh my God. This is so weird. Ah! Come here, Riley. Come eat the fly. Oh, here she wow, comes. Wow. She listens. She's a good girl. She really like, she she's, just sprang up. She's like, okay, Papa, here it comes. She's smarter than everything. No, now she's just digging under the couch. Okay. Well, well, can't be, can't all be winners. Okay. So. You said you were dealing with grief months later. Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm violently sad, and I miss Jelly every single day. Uh, and it doesn't seem to be getting less sad. Mm. Um, and I don't like want to be in my room, so I've been sleeping in the living room. Did she move the frame? Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's so smart. Oh my gosh, you're gonna unplug the roadcaster. Come here. <laughs> that Riley is so smart right now. We're trying to be sad right now, Riley. <laughs> Riley, read the room. <laughs> Your dad's hypercaffeinated and he's trying to act as if he cares what anyone else is saying. <laughs> Don't ruin this for him, Riley. She's a Riley, mess. I'm sympathetic. <laughs> Empathetic. No, 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 no. I really do care. This isn't the podcast where you're the victim. No. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yeah, if you want me to be the victim, go to Shane's podcast. He's the villain here. <laughs> this is villain vibes. Right now. I'm sorry. Maybe we should come back to something serious. I mean, I don't really have an update on it because like it's mostly I talk about things like this on the podcast or on my vlog because it makes me do something positive mm -hmm. for myself, like an accountability moment. Right. So, you know, the hope is now that I've said it here, I will follow through on it. Wait, you aren't cleaning up your room? No, my room. I mean, I will now that I've said it here in front of all of you. That's the point you should do that as a part of your vlog. Well, I was going to this week and then shit just got too crazy. Because cleaning montages are very satisfying. Are I they love really? Them. Uh, yeah, I personally enjoy I mean, them. I don't even know how to go about shooting a cleaning <laughs> montage. You put it up on a wide angle yeah. of your room. Yeah. And you hit record while you clean for a long time and then you time lapse it. Wow. 
That seems like a lot. And what you could do is while like an because hour? it's what you're learning, but you would make it into like 30 seconds. You would speed it up. It's a ton, it's like a, hmm. and then you could even do a VO about like what oh. you've learned while you're cleaning up your room, oh. dealing with grief, and then how you feel afterwards. Oh, you know. Oh, well, He's first a producer. Here's the other thing I was thinking. You could come to my house. And you could do my grief cleaning for me. I don't know about cleaning. I could help you design if you wanted. Uh, well, the thing is we moved the massage chair into my office. So I do need a new vibe in there. Okay. And I want disco balls to be part of it. Maybe when I'm there, once once we're in back. Oh, my Riley. Oh, she's looking at me. Hi, girl. And so you are avoiding your room, though, because of. Yeah, I don't. I spent so much time with Jelly in there and making the bed. Jelly always liked to be in the bed while I made it. And then she'd fuck it up. And it mm. was like our thing. Or I'd make her into it, like <laughs> in the pillows. And then she'd just be in there and. It just, it feels weird. You know what I mean? And I don't want it to not feel it. it, The, Oh, the thing that I wanted to touch upon with the grief thing is like, it feels bad to move on. Right. It feels bad to not be sad. And anytime I'm happy, I get like triggered into sadness again. And then like randomly I'll just be driving and I'll just start scream crying. Mm. But the thing is like, I'm also still, you know, I'm still doing life. Like I'm still working. I'm still, you know, going to the gym, going to my meetings, like, talking to friends like not isolating or doing something that's like scary health wise except for letting my house become a mess right and it's like not that messy it's like messy if i had three kids messy (laughs) (laughs) and i have four i have four growing boys two dogs two boys yeah got it yeah um but yeah i kind of just i want to be able to be in my i don't don't, like i don't want to get to my desk in my office i don't want to have to go over five luggage suitcases that are Mm. half unpacked and like I want to fold my laundry and put it away. I should probably do a deep clean of my... This is boring. You deserve to do all of that. I deserve And you deserve it. to not feel... I know it hits at... I mean, you can't plan when grief hits. No. And, but you should clean your space, especially your room, and maybe do something to it so that it feels yeah. refreshed in a way that isn't forgetful, but mm. makes you not so... You I'll know? probably just get new bed sheets. Yeah, that's what I mean. Something new. Yeah. Not to forget the old. Yeah. But I'm sorry. It's a bummer because it's like, I don't know, man. I just miss her so bad. Mm. She's everything. If she was an asshole, this wouldn't be so hard. Bubs is an asshole and it will be equally as hard. Bubs is my sweet little lover boy. <laughs> Bubs is my baby master and I fucking worship that little bitch. <laughs> and you know who's so sweet? What? The baby is a sweetie. Icky? Yeah, Icky's the sweetest little bean. Like, all he wants to do is just love. I call him a relentless lover. But, it, like, a consensual relentless lover. Much Important. like me. No. No. I'll leak the texts. <laughs> I can't even read that. Furniture, Karen? Oh, oh, no. Do you really want to do that to you? Well, I don't know. I just thought, like, I don't have many other stories this week. Oh, no. <laughs> what did you do this week, though? And a lot of people, the last time I told my furniture story, they were like, you're awful. And I was like, that's the point. I was telling you that I was <laughs> acting like a fucking Karen. So what's the and point? And sometimes, like, we had a hard week, and I just... Why was I, your week hard? Well, I mean, you know why my week was hard. And it doesn't feel right to follow it up right <laughs> no, after no, what you were going with. <laughs> why was your week hard? I can't remember. Honey. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's we had, fair. like, a... No, that's fair. But, and... I don't want to like. Mm. We can move on if you want to edit that part out. No, it's fine. I mean, I don't want to. It's more so like I don't want to be like your situation and then my situation. Right. You know. 
I mean, we can talk about it after the podcast, but I never feel that way. I never, ever feel that way. Right. Because you can compartmentalize the two things. Just because something happened to me doesn't mean that something happening to you isn't something I can support you in. Right. Well, we... So Honey had, and I talked about it on the podcast before, because she was a conehead, because I was walking her one day, and I looked down, and I saw a mass, and I was just like, oh, we need to get it checked out, and even when we got it checked out, the vet was like, oh, I always have, like, three checkpoints, like, is it growing rapidly, how long has it been there, is it hard, Mm -hmm. and it was none of the things that seemed to be dangerous, and Riley, Riley, This bitch and her timing, man. Get your toy, girl. And Shane and I just ultimately decided better safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, For some reason, they thought where it was located. She didn't want to do the fine needle aspirate. And I didn't know much about it because I've never experienced Mm -hmm. it before. I mean, looking, uh, there's, I'm not a doctor. So we got it removed. Can I just make a quick PSA for anyone else dealing with it? Yes, you can. Anybody else, if you find a mass on your dog and there is any sort of question of whether or not it is a mast cell tumor, always do the fine needle aspirate first because it matters. If they're going to do an operation to remove it, they're going to need to take a huge, mar- or not a huge margin, but a margin around the mast cell tumor to ensure that they don't like upset it. Because if you upset a mast cell tumor, it can become inflamed and sort of spread like blowing on a dandelion. Sorry, it's Riley okay. was about to unplug this whole setup. And I know nothing about um, masses or mast cell tumors. Uh, like, this is our first time ever experiencing it. And honestly, it just looked like... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And so I trusted... And you're not a doctor. Why would you know? Yes. That's why and you now, take your dog to the vet. Really looking into it and knowing what I know now. Sorry, I'm out of breath now because I was doing <laughs> dealing with Riley. He really just did the most. That was like parkour, <laughs> all fucking core strength. She was entangled <laughs> in the plug for what we're recording on. And had that gone badly, we would have lost it all. She looks so, so guilty. Uh, she is. <laughs> Riley, just lay down. It's time to take a nap. <laughs> Anyways, they sent it off and it turns out that it was a mast cell tumor so that means that it's cancer for dogs and it's for what it is it's best case scenario because it is only isolated right now to that one place we've got her an ultrasound we got her whole body checked they did everything they could to see what was going on with her and it seems right now that it is just that one spot and the more and more research we did when we went to the cancer doctor they were saying that all is well right now the only problem is because they didn't do the fine needle aspirate they didn't know what it was to what extent so she got surgery but the bad news is all of it wasn't removed when they removed it because they didn't know what they were looking at or Mm -hmm. for and so now she's going to have to go back into surgery again which is just now she's going to have i mean it seems like i don't want to complain about any of it because like it's a it's great news yeah it's just a bummer that she's gonna have to go through it again and then be a conehead again and recover again but i mean best case scenario for something so bad and it was a whole week of just i mean not knowing what was going on calling a million doctors because nobody can get you in anywhere right Mm -hmm. now because everyone's overwhelmed and understaffed and you know overbooked so it was just it was a lot but um thankfully she's gonna be okay why did I get onto this? What were we talking about? Oh, I was about? talking about Jelly. No, I know, but... Oh, you had a bad week. And I questioned oh. it like an asshole because I was going to be like, is it 
Was it a bad week? <laughs> it was. Right. It was and a that bad says week. I'm the asshole. <laughs> and we don't even have to ask Reddit. No, you're not. And I, yeah, yes. Um, oh, so yes, I was a little on edge. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so you're on edge and you have every right to be. Anna, what did you do taking it out on this furniture salesman? <laughs> okay. So we had ordered a table from Crate and Barrel. And when you order things from Crate and Barrel that <laughs> the can't. The switch up in your energy right now is manic. Continue. <laughs> well, oh, so fuck Crate and Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's doing it again she's not tangled yet though she's trying to get under the couch <sighs> there must be a bone under there there must you should, should i let me get it for her. get the bone under there riley what is under there <laughs> i'm so excited to have a new sponsor on the podcast which just so happens to be studs lizzie and i are huge fans and if you've gotten your ears pierced it might have been a rite of passage to go to the mall get that needle gun in your ear but if you look around today it might seem like a tattoo parlor is your only option to level up your ear game and if that's not your thing and you want a grown-up alternative to the traditional piercing shop you should definitely check out studs studs is reimagining the piercing experience for each and every ear if you want to get a new or even a first time piercing but you're feeling a little scared fear not because studs only pierces with single use needles never guns so it's way safer and so much better especially for those advanced piercings if you're looking to refresh your look or if you need some pro styling advice you can shop online or you can stop into studs in la new york city austin nashville miami or boston even seattle and some more shops are opening soon studs earrings are made from high quality materials which won't turn your skin green plus they're lightweight and durable enough to wear all of the time you can even sleep and work out in them studs has over 250 styles of hoops huggies studs cuffs and danglies and they pierce way more than just the lobe so it's easy to create a statement look or something you keep in every day starting at just ten dollars per earring lizzie has been raving about the quality of these earrings she's been wearing them on the day today and i've been having so much fun and i've been having so much fun trying out their different statement pieces if i want to have a little bit more pizzazz when I go out into the world. I can't talk about how much I love them enough. And right now, Studs is offering our listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to studs.com slash sip. Go to studs.com slash sip for 20% off your first purchase. That's studs.com slash sip. Today's podcast has another new sponsor, which just so happens to be Rothy's. And shoes make such a statement about how you're feeling. And that's why I love Rothy's, because if you don't want to choose between comfort and style, you can pick Rothy's that has both. Their signature seamless knit designs mean all of their shoes look and feel great right out of the box with no break-in period. Transitioning from summer to fall is so easy with Rothy's shoes with so many colors that work season after season. It's a no-brainer to wear a pair. You might have already heard about Rothy's bestsellers, The Point and The Flat. People Magazine actually named The Point the best flat for their first ever style awards of 2021. But Rothy's also makes insanely comfortable sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and so many more. The best part is everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of water bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. Lizzie and I are both currently wearing Rothy's. They are so incredible. I got the RS01 sneaker in the color Hudson and oh, not only are they beautiful, but they're comfortable and you can wash them. Mm. Turns out they look good as new. Because the Rothy's I got are a signature sneaker, I can use them with every outfit and at any time of the year. So get both style and comfort this summer with Rothy's. Plus get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash the sip. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash the sip for $20 off your first purchase. So you called this furniture <laughs> store and you said, fuck you! <laughs> 
No, so you pay a lot. So <laughs> if it's not something small that can ship FedEx or UPS, you have to pay a large delivery fee, which is normally 150 to $200. Jesus. I know. And it's because they have a delivery service that they mm-hmm. hire out. I've ordered a lot of stuff from them in the past, and it's always been a great service. They come, they put it in the room, they assemble it, they take everything away. And so they give me a time frame, and they're like, we'll be there from 11 to a 2. And I was like, great. I had my whole morning planned. I went and I worked out. And right when I'm walking into my workout class, they're calling me. They're like, we're going to be here in 15 minutes. I was like, I'll be home at 1045. It's the earliest I can do. I'm so sorry. But like, I had a time frame. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. And I know their day is probably jam-packed and hard, too. So if they could fit me in, I'm sorry. But I wasn't home. We love an understanding king. <laughs> <laughs> and then what happened? When did he lose his understanding? So I finished yoga and I'm stopping at the bank to get them money. I got out $60 to tip them graciously because I know it's a hard job. It's like, it's a lot of manual labor. It's hot outside. And I like to, to tip people well when they're doing a service such as that. But then I'm at the bank at the ATM and Shane's calling me and he's like, they just dropped it off in boxes and left. And I'm like, oh, you just let them go. And he was like, well, well what's he supposed they to do? didn't Lay really in front of the car? give me an option. Yeah. I just told them, like, it's going to be in the barn. And then when I came back out, they were done. And I was like, you're kidding me. And there's, like, a lot of stuff. So I get home. And it is. It's just all in boxes. There's a ton of huge boxes. My recycling doesn't come for another two weeks. Even if I break it down, it's not going to fit in my recycling. Yeah. So I'm just kind of pissed off because you pay a yeah. $200 fee for this. And you didn't even get it. It got the stuff dropped off. And that's it. That's so then annoying. I'm calling Crate and Barrel because you know what? I was just like, I was I was at the end of my my line yeah. here. And I was just like, it should be, it just should be well, built. Honestly, you, know? you paid for it and you were picking up money to give them more money. And then they left <laughs> without the their more money. And if they would have just done the job, yeah. it would have been all okay. So I'm out here, I'm texting them. They didn't answer their phone. So then I get online to chat with them. I'm chatting with them and I'm like telling them the situation and the guy that was helping me was like, no, I don't know. And I was Ugh. like, well, you either need to refund my delivery fee yeah. or you need to have the guys come back out and at least pick up the boxes. Yeah. Like I'll build the furniture, but at least pick up the boxes because uh, then I'm going to have to figure out how oh, to put them in my truck night- and find a dump. Yeah, our house is a nightmare of boxes. Joe, oh, I can't say it online. Why? Is, I don't think it's legal what we've been doing with our boxes <laughs> and she's canceled ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and so finally a manager gets on there and she's like i'm so sorry i took off the delivery fee for you Good. and i was like that's very nice and then i was just like pushing my luck because if you don't ask for it you don't get it and i was like what am i supposed to do with all these boxes because i don't have i don't have my recycling for Push another my luck. <laughs> i don't have recycling for another week and a half and she was like i can have them out there in 10 days and i was like I mean, that doesn't That's really help a week me. And, a half. and I go, well, can the guys that just dropped it off at least circle back if they're still in the area and pick up the boxes? Yeah. Which, like, then I'm going to have to confront them, which Whatever. is also awkward. But she's like, I'll contact the dispatch and have them contact you. So the dispatch contacts me, and he's like, I hear there's a problem. And I was like, well, yeah, I've, every time I've ordered from Crate and Barrel, they'll always assemble it, take down the boxes. It's a great service. And they just dropped the boxes. And he goes, well, somebody signed for it. And I was like, that somebody wasn't the somebody that was supposed to do it and they didn't know how to what they were asking for or what was you going on you took advantage on. of a husband who knew nothing 
An innocent, and, vulnerable husband. And quite honestly, Shane's never even awake at that time. So it was a miracle Shocking. he was awake. Yeah. And he, I knew that if I called him when they had called me, that the, he wasn't going to answer his phone because yeah. it was on vibrate and he was asleep. So I don't even know how all of that went down. And I was like, well, yeah, but that was somebody that didn't know that there was a delivery and he just signed because they gave him a paper to sign. Yeah. And he goes, well, I don't see the problem. And I go, well, isn't building a part of the service? And he goes, well, yeah. And I was like, well, then why didn't your guys build the furniture? And he was like, well, I I don't know and i was like okay so are they gonna come pick up the boxes <laughs> i know i'm being a fucking karen no but that's not being a karen that's like that's honest that's that's a real question well then if you just agreed that that is part of your job then why did you not complete your job and then he's like okay i'll send them back out to pick up the boxes because i had already built the furniture yeah. and i was like okay great thank you so i went in the shed and i pulled out all the boxes and put them there they picked them up and left and didn't even ring the doorbell or talk to me but i'm like now you had to come back twice yeah you didn't get the 60 dollar tip yeah because you didn't even ring the doorbell when you came back and it's like it's fine mm -hmm. but i was just I, see you're who i, I want to my get my anger. nails done with because you would have not my like my friend my friend shannon she's great when they blew off her toenail appointment she was like not happy about it and she was like so i'm just gonna cancel my nails and they were like oh She's like, yeah, I've been here for an hour. My friend's nails are done. I'm not going to sit here by myself all, like when we made an appointment. Well, yeah, the problem is it's fucking with your time too. Yeah. Like I also scheduled my day around this. Yeah. Like I did have a lot going on and I also scheduled my day around yeah. it. So it just, whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> what else did we have to say? That's about? the sip. <laughs> Well, uh, we could oh. talk about me. Yeah, we you were gonna get. We could talk about me, 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 me. You were me. gonna get a new tattoo. I'm thinking about getting a, a tattoo. Uh, how many do you have in total? That's a great question. I have one, two, three, four, five. Whoa. Yeah. They're hidden. Six. Do you have any visible to I the have eye? Six. Yeah. Okay. Where? One. Oh yeah, that one was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that one. You do? That's why I know Joe. The lark. Mm -hmm. He was a he was a victim. He was not a victim. He was a victim. No, he was not. He wanted to produce sketch comedy, like visual sketch comedy based around it with Nicole and I. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And did um, he hit up you or Nicole first? Uh, Nicole. Okay. He, it was through James. All right. Yeah. Okay. And that's when I found Joe and I said, he will be mine. And where's the new placement of this tattoo? I was thinking it would be like on my ankle, like, like my shark in the wave thing. Mm -hmm. Or it could be here. What's your shark in the wave represent? It was a Friday the 13th tattoo that I paid very little money for. I would, I always wanted a Friday the 13th tattoo. Oh, just because it's here. It's a picture of Icky drinking out of the toilet. Which when my dog went to do that, she acted like I was an abusive parent. Well, he's trying to. He can't reach the bowl. So if he reached the bowl, you would run in and stop him? Yeah, I'd be like, stop it. Well, do you have nasty shits in the toilet? I'd say, stop it. Do you not flush? I'd say, don't eat my nasty shits from the toilet, Icarus. I'm sorry if this episode is unhinged. Like, I wasn't... You're fucking, like, lubricated with caffeine right now. I know, and I feel like it has masked everything. I think... I really appreciate you taking accountability for your part in this. <laughs> No, I did not give you the correct um, response to your trauma because Riley was being a nightmare. So here's that, one. Oh, that's really cute. Wait, did somebody draft those up for you? Well, those aren't my dogs, dude. Oh my God, I thought they were. No, but it's super cute, right? And I would do Screenshot icky. Screenshot it. I, would, I did. Okay. I would do icky bubs and jelly. So that's option A. And option B is this where it looks like they're looking. Oh, that's really cute. And that's too. what I would do on my calf. So they're going to be homage to your dogs. Well, they're going to be my dogs. Right. Yeah. I'm going to have James put them into Photoshop. So if you. Is James going to draw them? Um, No, the tattoo artist will. Okay. 
But James has a really great tattoo artist who does dogs really lifelike. Wow. I think I like option two. But they're both very cute. They're both You very can't go cute. wrong. You can't, and they'd be very small. Really small and delicate. Wow. Oh. I don't know if... Do you think people are going to get sick of us talking about airports so often? Well, this was different. This was this... Today, the airport hit different. Okay. It felt like everybody who's on... Like, who's retired decided to leave today for a vacation. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding well like, all the kids are back in school yeah. so maybe they think they're not gonna have to deal with all the little shitheads i mean i guess but it was wild there were a lot of over 65 year old people in massive groups going places and there is there's like um <laughs> like an inherent panic within them and I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, but there was like at every at every turn, like I thought I had missed my flight. I thought I like I thought my plane was boarding. And when I got to Burbank this morning and it's like everybody's getting on the plane. I missed the opportunity. Like all this. It seemed like the energy was that of the plane is taking off on the mm -hmm. tarmac. They hadn't even started boarding the plane yet. There were just hordes of fucking retirees being like, we got to stand by there. It's like they hadn't even started boarding A group and people who were in C group were like, we should get up there. <laughs> Literally, they said that out loud. Like they made an announcement. We are now boarding all the A groups. And I saw five people turn to each other and go, we're C group. We should get ready now. <laughs> like I was like, oh, should I get ready as a B group member? If C group members are ready? And then they start panicking, pu pushing towards it. And then the same thing when we get on the plane, everybody's a maniac about getting on the plane. It's like, girl, we're on Southwest. <laughs> You think, so these people are going to come hang out their vacation in Denver? It seemed like it. It was ins <laughs> it was weird. It's a weird vibe. And then like we're sitting on the plane. It's like I have this vibe of like who fucking cares? You know what I mean? Like because who fucking cares? About? Where you're sitting on a Southwest oh, flight. Okay. You can't control it. It's yeah. pure fucking mayhem. A nightmare. Yeah. People are on the phone with their loved ones. I'm going to get the worst fucking seat on this plane like literally on, i'm not me. kidding it was like titanic what they were talking about on the phone with their loved ones like <laughs> oh it was gnarly one woman was like i'm gonna get the worst seat she's on the phone another girl's like you and me both it's like so you're both like all the seats suck bitch. after you're sitting it doesn't matter to me no it doesn't matter like, at all it it sucks to get to like if you're all the way in the back it just sucks to get there but once you're in the back it doesn't really matter yeah, who fucking cares it was wild and then when it came to when it came to get off time everyone's jumping out of their seats and it's like mm. where it's it's like that on every plane though like everybody for some reason's like let's jump the fuck up for nothing right now and it's just like all right this time the two women next to me were like we're up and we're out and i was like in the middle because i had been you know i had the worst seat in the building and like I had to jump up with them and no part of me enjoyed that, but it felt like they were like looping their arms around mm. my arms. Like, get up, bitch. Do you ever talk to the people next Hard to you? Hard pass on that. <laughs> I will not be talking to anybody on a fucking plane. I, what, like, I don't understand the point of that. It's like, you're a fucking stranger. I'm a fucking stranger. What are we, what are we, what are we doing here? What if they came up to you and were like, I love the sip. Oh, I would probably be a little bit embarrassed and also love it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have like I'd like black out like oh my god you mean the sip with Ryland Adams and Lizzie Gordon they go yeah I'd be like wow dude thanks man uh do you thanks uh oof mm. yeah, that's what it would be like I would panic but I'd also love it okay yeah okay I might faint from it so be careful make sure I'm seated if you're gonna recognize me but like still recognize me, you know, just do it loud from afar. Oh, that was the other thing. Make I was the whole airplane know. <laughs> and then there, the, all the other people around will say, huh, I never heard of her. 
<laughs> Why do you want to talk to her? I dropped dead of embarrassment. That's the other thing, though. Like, you know what I was like? And it's not that this is also bad for, look for me, but I would love to weaponize the recognition. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean? Like, remember that one time we were recognized when we went out to lunch? And then, like, five seconds later, we saw someone I knew. And I was like, oh, why couldn't this have happened in front of them? Right. It never happened. Are you bored? <laughs> no, I'm really I'm not. I'm bored. You know, I'm not bored at you. <laughs> I'm just, like, so tired. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Me too. I'm tired of me too. But like I said last week, can't escape me. I'm everywhere I go. Sad. <laughs> we could take a little power nap after this. I'm really gunning to watch the Lindsay Lohan trailer for her Christmas movie. I mean, it's only three minutes and 40 seconds, so you don't Still need a power I'm nap looking to watch forward it. To. Crazy. All right. But yeah, the mob mentality at the airport was fucking wild today. All right. Let's get into some advice, though. Wow. We were like harmonized. harmonized. Should we try it again? Advice? Oh, no. Oh, I was just going to sing. Oh. You know, you do it too. Was it beautiful? I mean, did we harmonize? We've lost everyone, but you and I are entertained. <laughs> I need to do some of that colon broom after this. Hi, Rylan and Lizzie. <laughs> hey, Rylan and Lizzie. Hey, Send- girl. Thank you. <laughs> Sending this for the advice segment on the pod. Great choice. I can't help but seek validation from others. For example, I went out the other night and my friends and I knew from within that I looked good. Wait. I read that wrong. I went out the other night with my friends and I knew from within that I looked good. But because <laughs> I'm not laughing at her. I'm laughing at your, your interpretation of that. I know. I'm sorry. But because no one flirted with me or told me that I looked hot, I went home feeling Ugh. ugly. Ugh, I hate that feeling. I know that I'm beautiful and I am enough, but for some reason, I can't help it. I keep wanting, waiting for validation of other people in order to feel good and confident about myself. How can I put an end to all of this? Love you guys. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I get it. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I never got hit on as much as I thought I should have been when mm-hmm. I was going to the bars when I was 20. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it sucks if you're like, oh, I got a good outfit. Or are you going to lose another tooth, Riley? Yeah. I'm you s- should grab that from her. I'm so sorry. This whole it's podcast. Okay. Not to you, to them. Oh. The whole podcast is me being like, Riley. You Riley. Go get that bone from her, though, for real. Uh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by DoorDash. And if you order with DoorDash but wish you didn't have to pay those delivery fees, well, dreams do come true. During the summer of Dash Pass, you can save money and enjoy new members-only offers every week on top of zero delivery fees all year round. With the Dash Pass from DoorDash, you get $0 delivery fees, exclusive items, and more than 25,000 members-only offers nationwide. With your Dash Pass by DoorDash membership, you can save on average of 4 to $5 on every order you place for delivery or pickup, and that means on average, Dash Pass pays for itself when you order just twice a month. During the summer months, I have been so busy, and I love using DoorDash as a freelance personal assistant. I can get whatever I want delivered to me in under an hour. Anything I need comes right to my door with DoorDash, and you all can also shine bright during DoorDash's summer of Dash Pass and get 50% off your first order up to a $15 value. Use promo code SIP at checkout when you spend $20 or more. That's 50% off your first order up to a $15 value when you sign up for DoorDash during the summer of Dash Pass using promo code SIP. Don't forget that's code SIP for 50% off your first order up to a $15 value. Dash Pass benefits only eligible on orders that meet a minimum subtotal. Terms apply. Okay, sorry. I mean, this has been the most distracted episode I think we've ever had. Since the burrito incident Mm. of early 2022. 
What was that? When Jelly wouldn't shut the fuck up about uh, my burrito. In a virtual episode. And she became known as the breakfast burrito all across the land. <laughs> and this time, like, I'm so caffeinated, out of control. Like, I, like, am flying outside of myself. I think you've come back into your body some. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. You're feeling the caffeine remorse. This is why I quit coffee. Really? Yeah. Well, this shame spiral. See, and this is the thing. I have a very controlled amount of caffeine every single day. Like, mm-hmm. I have one cup right when I wake up, and I have one cup... Uh, like four hours later and mm-hmm. that is how i do caffeine and today we went through starbucks and i was like i'll get a grande ice latte and then i even said to you i said how many shots is in a grande yeah. because like if it's two i'll be unhinged well it must be two it must be two <laughs> and i fear i should have just gotten a tall so i want to apologize to you i think it's okay but like i do feel as though i wasn't present to be sincere when you were talking about what's been going on with you right but if we were any more sincere i'd have been crying and you don't pay me enough for that to happen on the podcast <laughs> and i yes my and the honey thing i had already like processed yeah Yes, I'm processing, and I just don't know if I want to bring the full game. I like I would. That's not something like we've logged or anything, obviously, yeah. because it's just too too much. It's too raw, and yeah, and it's too stressful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I get it. I'm sorry to you, and I'm sorry to you. <laughs> I mean, you're sweet for apologizing. I didn't feel it was necessary, but I mean, they might feel it will be necessary. <laughs> I'll never apologize. I'll never know no, until kidding. because things look like how I feel I was acting was crazy. Yeah. Uh it I think might, you were great. We'll see how it came across. I think you were great. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Deletes all the footage and says we need a virtual episode. Oh, God. <laughs> I will set your house on fire. Anyways, back to our friend who needs advice. Do you need a do you need to catch up? <laughs> No, I remember. Okay. She thought she looked really good. Yeah. She probably did look really good. Yeah, but she has a hard time with confidence and she feels she needs outside validation. And did her friends not acknowledge how gorgeous she looked? No, her friends did acknowledge it. I just read that part wrong. Okay. The problem is that she needs... And uh, even if her friends do acknowledge it, even if another person does flirt with her, it's that's a problem in and of itself. But you were talking about how you didn't feel like you'd been flirted with enough when you were 20. <laughs> yeah, let me be more hateable. Quite honestly. No, I do. I understand where you're coming from because I think a lot of the fun of going out when you're single or yeah. when you're looking is getting dressed up, is going out, is getting a little out of your comfort zone, getting a little drunk and maybe flirting with some people mm-hmm. or like, you know, it's fun to go back and forth like that with somebody. And if you don't get any attention like that on you it's a little bit like oh i think you can be let down about it but you got your worth cannot come from external sources it's got to come from within yeah i think you should try to separate the confidence and the self-worth outside of going out Mm -hmm. but i still think you're valid in maybe feeling bummed that you didn't have the fun you had hoped for on the night out and she specifically asked, how can I put an end to all of this? And I struggle with this a lot myself. I was actually thinking about that on the drive-in because I'm a self-centered asshole. Like, oh, I never thought I was pretty in high school and like all this stuff. And I think that a big problem of what we do is like it's comparative. So mm. I'm comparing myself to everybody that I see. And I don't look like anybody else because I look like my fucking self. Right. And the same is true for all of us. So, you know, stop comparing yourself to other people. Start finding good within yourself it's the it's the negative self-talk and the aggressive self-criticism that's unnecessary that i think we gotta stop it's like 
I'm trying to find the right way to explain it because like I have meltdowns all the fucking time and Joe can't stand it because I'll be mm. like, I'm very vulnerable right now because I hate the way I look. And when I hate the way I look, I feel like shit. And he's like, well, I wish that wasn't the case because number one, you don't look like shit. Right. And it should not affect the way that you feel. And, and I and I think that, yes, that's true, but I we all feel that sides. way. Yes, yeah. because as silly as it is, I wear the same V-neck t-shirt every day because I like the way it looks on me. I like how it fits on my arms because like if there's a place I don't love about, and it's not even that I don't love it, but it's like I'm not ripped and mm-hmm. I like a shirt to fall a certain way. So it's like, and if you don't just feel comfortable, you're thinking about not mm-hmm. feeling comfortable. So then you're not able to just live in the moment be present, or be yeah. free. So then you're thinking about how your confidence or you're thinking about negative self-talk. And I think even a couple weeks ago when I was talking about how, when I'm not checking my thoughts regularly, I can like get into a a, like, when it's, I'm not even realizing I'm manifesting bad things for myself. Mm -hmm. But I think with the self-confidence, if you that felt like you looked great and you did look great, keep radi- radiating that energy yeah. because it's going to come back to you. You know what I mean? And the more positive self-talk you have, the more positive a time you're going to enjoy. So like I found personally for me, if I spend less time looking in the mirror and more time, like what do I feel sick in? Like what do I feel dope in? Mm-hmm. God, I sound so stupid. But like what do I feel the coolest in you know what i mean like i love wearing this little suit so it's like i'm not going to look in the mirror about it because it's not about how it looks it's about how i feel in it Mm -hmm. and the more the better i feel the cooler it is because i'm i'm exuding confidence right and it's like it's you know people are attracted to that it's they're attracted to confidence and does that help the self-confidence yeah Yeah, it does. Because I'm not looking at myself, picking myself apart in the mirror. I'm like, oh, damn. Like, I feel feel good good. today. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel good. I love this two-piece set I'm wearing. Like, these shoes are my favorite. Like, like, literally, like, you see how I came in here today? Mm -hmm. I love how I feel in that outfit. You did look great. Did I? You did. I felt like I looked like a little, like, if I'm going to be negative, I felt like a little kid being picked up from daycare. But I feel fucking money in it. Right. And that's all that matters because I can walk around confidently and comfortable all day. Okay, so then you're confident and comfortable yourself. But then how do you not seek external validation when you're feeling that way and going out into the world? Because do you know what I mean? They kind of feel separate even though they're linked. They're definitely linked. I also know the only thing I can control is myself. I cannot force another person to give me a compliment. I can't force another person to, you know, see me or flirt with me. But I can control how I feel in that moment. You know what I mean? I feel good in this. And you know what? I'm not going to diminish feeling good about myself in this moment because someone else didn't praise it. I can't control that result. And you shouldn't wait around for somebody else to make something happen for yourself. If you saw somebody you liked, you could also make a subtle move. You don't have to overtly hit on them. But maybe you didn't see anyone you were interested in either. Mm -hmm. And it's like maybe that guy. I know like traditionally the guys are hitting on the women mm-hmm. blah 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 but maybe the guy wants to feel validated too it wouldn't hurt for a yeah. guy to feel like oh this girl really like wants to Saw strike me. up a conversation with me and if you're feeling confident in yourself and you see something you like i think you should go after go it. it why not have a great night just because the person didn't come to you when i saw joe the first thing i said was he will be mine yeah and now i'm married ladies 
some. I think if you see something you like, go after it. Go get it. Keep looking good. Keep radiating that energy. And I think it will all come full circle for you. Yes. Took us a while to get there, but here we are. Dude, it's hard. It is hard. Because I think, oh, God, I was so ugly. And then I look back at my kid pictures. I'm like, God damn it, girl. You've been. If you could only be. Yes. Because you always look back and you're like, wow, that person looked great. That version of me looked great. And it's like, well, we are a version of ourselves that we'll look back at later. So we need to tell ourselves we look fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, next one. All right. I don't know if this is juicy enough for a question, but I do have a moral dilemma and I would love some help. My father is an addict. His source is mainly alcohol, cigarettes, and marijuana. I grew up with this, so I have a slight hatred for those things. I also realize I am an addict and I know how hard it can be to stop. The dichotomy I live in is frustrating. My dilemma is that recently my mom has... Uh, needed financial help so of course I helped with food and money but I noticed my dad still buying beer and cigarettes mm. am I a shitty person because this bothered me also how can I help them without feeling like I am contributing to addiction mm. it would be hard not to build resentment if you're going out of your way to spend your hard-earned money mm-hmm. on what you're seeing is adding to the Using. demise mm-hmm. of your father um, I think having an brutally honest conversation with them that I love you. I want to help you. I know times are tough, but I hate that I can see my money represented in something that he struggles with that Mm -hmm. I also struggle with. Yeah. And that needs to be cut out. Yeah. I, I feel that I personally am getting, uh, have started being very irritated when I pay for somebody else's alcohol. Like, I don't like doing it. I don't like buying alcohol for my house. I don't like buying alcohol for a party. I don't like splitting a tab that has booze on it. And I don't know why you should. It shockingly happens a lot. And like, you know, if you go to a group dinner, everyone wants to share a bottle of wine. All of a sudden, I'm paying for a bottle of wine I didn't drink that's also very expensive. Mm. Or like everyone's at dinner, everyone gets a drink but me. And all of a sudden, part of my check is alcohol. Yeah, the $20 drinks. Yeah, and it's uh, it's annoying. It's definitely annoying. Um. I haven't found uh, I have found that my solution for that is I out loud say I am not drinking so I will not contribute to the alcohol portion of the tab and I've had other people say the same thing to me like I am not drinking or if like someone's doing a celebratory thing yeah they'll say I'm gonna provide the food I will not pay for alcohol yeah so if it's like at a restaurant it's alcohol's on, on a separate tab yeah why would you tempt your like why would you pay for something that you're vi- you know it it's, just doesn't make sense even more than it's not like I'm tempted by paying for someone else's alcohol I'm just fucking annoyed yeah like just don't it's a, and it's okay to be annoyed by things like that and it's okay to have a boundary about it and say I will not be contributing to the to financing the alcoholic how do you successfully though give somebody money and control how they're spending it you don't and that's the problem so when you give somebody something you've made the choice to no longer be in control of that thing Mm -hmm. so you have to make peace with the fact that uh knowing full well contributing financially to your parents means they're going to spend it on something that you don't agree with. You know, I think the solution could be if you're really seeing they're needing help or if they're asking for help, you can say, listen, I'm happy to help. I'll directly go and pay the cable bill or Mm -hmm. I'll directly go to the grocery store, write me a list and I'll get those things. I think her problem or their problem, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl. I think their problem is specifically that no matter what any kind of help 
is also in support of the uh, items that they're buying to use. Right. Because if you're paying it, for the groceries, that leaves yeah. extra fund for the dad the, to and buy. No, and no matter what, it's not extra fund. It's money that they're already spending on those things. And they will spend on those things regardless because it's a necessity for mm-hmm. them. Or so they think. And so, But I think the bottom line comes down to... You can say, I want to help you. I don't feel comfortable helping you while you are in active use. And I love you and that doesn't change. And that is all you have to say. I love that. I love the sentiment of that. But then what about the mom? If the mom's not and you want to help the mom, but the dad's not willing, but it's the same household. So you're contributing. It's just very tricky. And I, I, I think that is the best approach. That's seemingly the only approach. And it's okay to do that. That There's another thing where it's like, uh, there's a program that you can go to as an individual who's affected by other people's addic- addictions. And one of the main things of it is ensuring healthy boundaries for yourself so that you're not acting codependently mm-hmm. and you're not doing things that are outside of your comfort that bring a mental and physical and financial burden to yourself to support somebody else's active use. Right. And quite frankly, that's the best thing you can do for an addict, not financially enable their using. When you do that, you keep them from experiencing something like a rock bottom that might change, that might actually change them using. Mm -hmm. Anytime you support financially, anytime you lie for them, anytime you do anything that enables the act of addiction, you're keeping them a step further away from a rock bottom that might save their life. Yeah, as hard as yeah, as hard as yeah. that may be, because you can't change someone. You can't ask and, them to be anything but what they are in that moment. They can choose to and, change. Yeah, that's what I've learned time and time again. Is you can beg somebody to get help, you can present help, you can do everything you want, but in reality, the person isn't going to get help in le- until they've decided. Yeah, they until want they're it good or and they desperate. Yeah. So I guess even with the mom, like you might have to if it really if the dad's problems are affecting the entire family, you might have to have a conversation with your mom that is the same in which Mm -hmm. I feel as though this is life-threatening to dad and you and I together are enabling Mm -hmm. this so because because quite frankly you also don't want to enable an enabler because and that's that is the truth about addiction addiction doesn't just affect me it affects every single person that's attached to me Mm mm-hmm my alcoholism and addiction is gonna fuck my husband my father my mother Anybody and in all my of circle. those people are trying to do what they feel best because it's never easy. If you're really seeing somebody go down the wrong yeah. path, mm-hmm. it's hard to say, okay, you're so bad right now that you're not going to be able to mm-hmm. be in a house. You're not going to be able to function as a human and to just be at peace with them being absolutely not okay. It, it's about accepting life on life's terms Mm -hmm. not just as an addict alcoholic but as a person who's related to an addict alcoholic you have to accept that that person is on their own path that you cannot change it if they don't want to change it right they need to be in a point of desperation where they finally decide that they're going to surrender and make a change for themselves financially supporting them or anybody that enables them is not going to help yourself it's and it's not because you're gonna, setting yourself up to be disappointed time and time again, and you're fanning the fire. You want to fucking close the jar, take all the oxygen away for it, and let it burn itself out. Wow, I mean, I think your advice is great because even like it's me, hard who hasn't experienced it. I would have been just like, like I said initially, just pay for the groceries. But you're yeah. right; it's doing the same thing. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. It's hard though. And and that's why it helps to be in a group of people who have the same problem because you, you realize you're not alone in what you're doing and there's, there is strength in numbers and you can see another person who's already made the hard choice that you're considering making and how it's paid off for them, which is really, that's, the, that's what I find the most invaluable thing about the fellowship of the program I identify mm-hmm. with is seeing another person who's done what they're telling me to do that I think is impossible in the moment. But then I think, wait, no, it's not impossible because that bitch did it and if she can do it i can fucking do it and that's you know that's the that's the beauty of like having someone go before you into the darkness like you know that at the end of this tunnel there is an answer and it's one that i want so i can trust that even though i'm doing something uncomfortable by the end of it i will have a relief yeah it's pretty cool pretty cool prequel stuff (laughs) next I've been with my boyfriend for over five years and before me he had only dated girls he told his parents about us two years ago and their reaction was really bad his mom said him dating a guy was the worst thing ever Mm. quote they don't let him talk about me when he's visiting them for the holidays they also teach his 10 year old siblings to be homophobic am I a bitch for hating them and not wanting them at our future wedding I feel like I'm turning him against his family but I also don't want anything to do with them and even if they have a change of heart I don't think I could forgive them for how homophobic they have been. Thanks for reading. Mm, that's heartbreaking. It's devastating. I am curious how your boyfriend's interactions with his family are outside of you, knowing how they are in regards to your relationship. I I mean, it sounds like it's been pretty awful to the point where you said even if they get their act together you're not sure that you're willing to have a relationship with them i wonder if you and your boyfriend uh are a example of a healthy relationship over time Mm -hmm. if it will change some of their opinions because i do think in some spaces even being gay is popularized as main i don't even know as as common as as accepted as it is today there still is if you don't have somebody in your family if you don't know about it it could still just sit with you the wrong way Mm -hmm. like i had family members when i came out that were like you're not gay or like not homophobic not just not considering not yeah it's never been their norm they don't Mm -hmm. know about it so i wonder if trying to endure them a little bit. Sorry, I'm dying that anyone ever said you're not gay. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who said that? (laughs) My brother. He was like, maybe you've just been in California too long. And he just just didn't know. He just didn't know. know. But you know what Austin does know about? What? The quarter system. (laughs) And taxes. (laughs) No, and it's nothing against him. He didn't know. No, he didn't know. It's just, like, even... I didn't know growing up that I like I didn't figure out that I was gay because it didn't dawn upon me because I didn't have you any gay aware. examples in my life. So I think the more popularized, the more what did you say accepted? Oh yeah. It becomes I was like what did I say? I think the parents will come around. It's your choice if you're ever going to forgive them or not. I uh I can't speak to any of that, but I can say uh forgiveness isn't for the person you're forgiving, it's for yourself. And harboring a resentment for that, like, it's like letting them live rent-free in your mind. Let them go, dude. And especially if they have a change of heart, let it go. 
if especially if they have a change of heart and if you're feeling some type of way i can only imagine your boyfriend whose family it is is yeah. feeling 10 times that so it's of his best interest yeah. really to get his family in line yeah. and checked out on this situation or they aren't going to be in his life because your boyfriend is going to push him away if they can't accept him for who he is or mm-hmm. the life he's choosing to live so i think lizzie is correct in that you need to let it go because it's not serving you mm-hmm. in any way other than driving you out the wall and hurting you it's like having a thorn in your paw and saying no i'm gonna fucking keep it here take it take the thorn out of your paw what they do is not your fucking concern you focus on your relationship with the guy that you love. If you're so serious that you want to get married to him, focus on that relationship with him. If he's not going to make a healthy choice that's in support of your relationship, that's when you got to reconsider your relationship with him. But for the time being, remove the thorn that is his parents' homophobia from your paw. It's You can't change what they're thinking. If they do change their minds, welcome them with open fucking arms and show them how fucking wrong and stupid they were for being an asshole in the first place by being the sweetest person you can be. Yeah, and you never have to forget. You never have to forget. But you can kill them with kindness. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree. And this is like, I'm kind of stopped in my tracks because I don't know. I don't know how I would react in this scenario. Oh, I'd be fucking pissed. I would be livid. And I think my first stop would be really talking with my boyfriend about this and letting him lead the charge because it is his family Mm -hmm. and i'm if if the parents hate me already i'm already one foot out of the situation so i'm not engaging with them unless i have to if they're being rude to me that's a whole other thing but i just think if you can kill them with with kindness when you have to endure them show them that you're bigger than that yeah also you don't have to i'm not i'm not saying be a martyr or a punching bag for these people and their homophobia i am saying relieve yourself of the burden of them mentally don't let them take mm. up your mental space like that. With anything you're dealing with, yeah. honestly, that's out of your control. I do think thinking about it is only, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just awful. A psycho thing that I've learned and picked up that doesn't necessarily make sense when I say it the first time, but if you try it, it works. If you pray for the person that you don't like to have what you want, eventually you're relieved of the burden of that hatred. No, that makes sense. Like if, uh, and, and so like one of my favorite things to do is like, God help the son of a bitch who crosses me because I'm going to be praying for his ass. (laughs) It's a punitive prayer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it helps. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's pretty stupid. That's fucking awful. Yeah. Mm. You could also, you know. What, you're gonna fuck get... up their property or something and do it really <laughs> quietly so they think it's one of the young son's friends mm. tp their house egg them mm. blame it on the homophobic kids oh. <laughs> i have questions for the boyfriend you do do you yeah. want to call him yeah let's call i him. would like to honestly if you want to call us we're here for you next episode oh yeah all of you as a matter of fact yeah we do have a number it's listed in our um description section below Mm -hmm. you can leave a voicemail and if you want us to call you back leave your number as well and we can do that on the show Mm -hmm. um and i hope we helped the last one really stumped me i don't think i've ever been so stumped oh but it's because it's really fucking devastating and the only answer is to be mother Teresa about Mm, it is it still is mother Teresa taboo i don't know i feel like mother Teresa was recently canceled really yeah no one's safe hmm 
All right. Well, with that, we're going to go watch Lindsay Lohan's Christmas movie trailer. <laughs> Stay tuned. Full report next yeah, week. Tune in next week because we're shooting a third one of these in about 15 minutes. And all we're going to have is Lindsay Lohan's movie trailer to talk about. Hmm. Hmm. Isn't our podcast so fun? I think it's great. All right. You oh, guys, what? we didn't even talk about my vlog. What about? Remember, there was a thing we could talk about. Doesn't matter. Go check it out for yourselves every Tuesday, guys. Hmm. All right. Check out Lizzie's vlogs. I also have a vlog channel. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at the sip official. Thank you so much for watching and following along every single week. We love you more than you know. Thank you for watching. Um, goodbye. And, and that's, that's the, the sip. sip. You hate when I do that. Hate it. I know. Sounds like you're choking on a big old dick. No. No.